Hi everyone, it's Pastor Randy. Have you ever wondered who is the Holy Spirit? We are going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Let's get started. Has the Father sent me, so send I you, to bear witness of me, in spirit and truth. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He is mentioned in the very first chapter of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the watery deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. The most important attributes of the Holy Spirit are revealed in his title, Holy Spirit, which is not his personal name. First, he is Spirit. What is spirit? Spirit is the invisible, immaterial source of life. God is spirit. He is not a spirit. He is spirit. Elihu, a young friend of Job who lived over 4,000 years ago, understood this fact about the Holy Spirit when he spoke to Job concerning his unexplained suffering. Elihu said, The Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Look, I am just like you in relation to God. I too have been molded from clay. And that's in agreement with the scripture that says God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being or a living soul. Elihu understood that all living creatures derived their life from the spirit that is within them, their self-consciousness, their ability to move and have their being, all of that comes from the Holy Spirit, from the Spirit of God. In fact, Elihu said it this way, it is a spirit in people, the breath of the Almighty that makes them understand. Jesus also described God's essence to people as spirit. He said this in John chapter 3, what is born of the flesh is flesh. And what is born of the Spirit is spirit. What does that mean? Our physical bodies are flesh. They come from the dust of the ground. But there's more to us than just our physical body. There is also the Spirit that is within us. Jesus said in John 4.24, God is Spirit, and people must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And then again in John 6.63, Jesus said, the Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The second attribute of the Holy Spirit revealed by his title is that he is holy. What does holy mean? The word holy means to be set apart, to be separate, to be sacred, to be unstained, to be uncommon. When God established his covenant with ancient Israel, he required them to be holy, to be separate and different from all the other nations on earth. Here's what he said to them. You must be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the other peoples to be mine. That's in Leviticus chapter 20, verses 22 to 26. Holiness is God's most important fundamental attribute. Holiness is the only attribute of God of which it is said, Be holy because I am holy, and without holiness no one will see the Lord. Here's how God described his holiness in Leviticus chapter 11. 
He said, For I am the Lord your God, and you are to sanctify yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt to be your God, and you are to be holy, because I am holy. The Lord spoke to Moses, and he said, Speak to the whole congregation of the Israelites, and tell them, You must be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. In the New Covenant, holiness is demonstrated by faith in Christ and by walking in the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit. Paul gave these instructions. The Apostle Peter wrote, Like obedient children, do not comply with the evil urges you used to follow in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, become holy yourselves in all of your conduct. For it is written, You shall be holy, because I am holy. Therefore, strengthen your listless hands and your weak knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness, for without holiness no one will see the Lord. So the Holy Spirit is holy, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And you and me, as people of God, are called to be holy as well, just as the children of Israel were called to be holy. So before and above anything else, the Holy Spirit is spirit, and he is holy. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is a divine person. The Holy Spirit is not a thing or an it. He is not just a power. He is not just an influence. He is not just a force. He is not just a feeling. He is a divine person who possesses the traits of personhood. What are the traits or characteristics of personhood that are possessed and expressed by the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit speaks. Normally, he speaks through people. When the Apostle Paul was on his way to Jerusalem at the end of his third missionary journey, a prophet came down to where he was, staying in Caesarea, and the Holy Spirit spoke to Paul through the prophet. While we remained there for a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. He came to us, took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says this, This is the way the Jews in Jerusalem will tie up the man whose belt this is, and will hand him over to the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit also speaks through ordinary believers. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the benefit of all. For one person is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, and another the message of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, prophecy. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. It is one and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, distributing as he decides to each person who produces all these things. Not only does the Holy Spirit speak, he also directs. When the Apostle Paul was first converted on the Damascus Road, the Holy Spirit directed an ordinary disciple named Ananias to go and pray for Paul. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias? And he replied, Here I am, Lord. Then the Lord told him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and at Judah's house look for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and place his hands on him so that he may see again. But Ananias replied, Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. 
and here he has authority from the chief priests to imprison all who call in your name. In other words, Ananias was saying, Lord, you really know what you're talking about? But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, because this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before Gentiles and kings and the people of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and went, and entered the house, and placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, his strength returned. The Holy Spirit directed the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul after his conversion. Here is what he said on his final visit with the Ephesian elders. I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable, and teaching you publicly and from house to house, solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, bound by the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions await me. They passed through Phrygian and Galatian regions, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Mysia, they were trying to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Another attribute that demonstrates that the Holy Spirit is a person is the fact that he can be lied to. Now a man named Ananias, together with Sapphira his wife, sold a piece of property. He kept back for himself part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge. He brought only a part of it and placed it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back for yourself part of the proceeds from the sale of the land? Before it was sold, did it not belong to you? And when it was sold, was the money not at your disposal? How have you thought up this deed in your heart? You have not lied to people, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he collapsed and died, and great fear gripped all who heard it. So the young men came and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. In addition to being lied to, the Holy Spirit can be insulted. For if we deliberately keep on sinning after receiving the knowledge of the truth, no further sacrifice for sins is left for us, but only a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the enemies of God. Someone who rejected the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much greater punishment do you think that a person deserves who has contempt for the Son of God and profanes the blood of the covenant that made him holy and insults the Spirit of grace? The term Spirit of grace there is a reference to the Holy Spirit. For we know the one who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Not only can the Holy Spirit be lied to, the Holy Spirit can be resisted. You stubborn people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you are always resisting the Holy Spirit like your ancestors did. Those were the words of Stephen, the deacon, and the first martyr to the people of Jerusalem who rejected Jesus as their Messiah. The Holy Spirit can be blasphemed, 
What does blaspheme mean? Blaspheme means to speak against in a way that injures the reputation of the person being spoken against. So blaspheming the Holy Spirit is something you say where you misidentify the Holy Spirit as someone or something else other than what and who he is. Jesus said it this way, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. For this reason, I tell you, people will be forgiven for every sin and blasphemy, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. All of these attributes of the Holy Spirit highlight his personhood and discount the misbelief that the Holy Spirit is just an impersonal power, influence, or force. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the advocate, the one called alongside to help disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ to serve him in this world. Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit most extensively on the night before his crucifixion. First, Jesus identified himself to his disciples as the way to God, the truth about God, and the life of God. He said it like this, Do not let your hearts be distressed. You believe in God, believe also in me. There are many dwelling places in my Father's house. Otherwise, I would have told you, because I am going away to make ready a place for you. And if I go and make ready a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, so that where I am, you may be too, and you know the way where I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus replied, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The use of chapter numbers here in the Gospel of John is unfortunate because it breaks the continuity of thought between what happened in chapter 13 and what was happening in chapter 14. In John chapter 13, Jesus revealed to his disciples that one of them was going to betray him. He told them that he was going away and that they could not follow him where he was going. These statements distressed the disciples and were the reason for John chapter 14 starting with these words, do not let your hearts be distressed. In order to prepare his disciples for his death, Jesus gave them the promise of another advocate like himself who would be with them forever. Jesus said it like this, If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Then I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it does not see him nor know him. But you know him because he resides with you and will be in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. We discovered earlier in this video that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Now Jesus calls him the Advocate and the Spirit of Truth. The word Advocate is a translation of a Greek word paraclete, which means one called alongside to help. It was used in a court of justice to denote a legal assistance, a counsel for the defense, an advocate, one who pleads another's cause, an intercessor. Just as Jesus now intercedes for us in heaven, as God's anointed high priest, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us on earth, giving us strength 
to endure trials and persecutions, and to overcome sin, living righteous and holy lives in this present world. For the grace of God has appeared to us, bringing salvation to all people. It trains us to reject godless ways and worldly desires, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age as we wait for the happy fulfillment of our hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us to set us free from slavery, from every kind of lawlessness, and to purify for himself a people who are truly his own, who are eager to do good. Since Jesus is the truth, and the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth, this means that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we behave with great boldness, and not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from staring at it as a result of the glory that was made ineffective. But their minds were closed, for to this very day the same veil remains when they hear the Old Covenant read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. But until this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lays over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. Let me read that again. Now the Lord, whom we know is Jesus, Jesus is Lord, the Lord is the Spirit. And who is the Spirit? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, which is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Jesus promised his disciples that he would not leave them in this world as abandoned orphans, but that he would come to them after his resurrection. And he did so in the person of the Holy Spirit. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth, and as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is a divine person. The Holy Spirit is the advocate, the paraclete, the one called alongside to help. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit is the one with whom we must deal in this present world. Everywhere you go